0: Thanks for listening to this message brought to you by Cornerstone Christian Church. For these and other great resources, please visit us at sparkswillfly.cc. You look like God's people. You look like you're full of hope today. You look like you're full of joy. It's never God's will for the people of God to come into the tabernacle, into the sanctuary, and to leave the same way that you came. God cares about every single need. Every hair on your head is is numbered. The thoughts on the, the, the very hairs upon your head are numbered. And every thought that's in the mind of Jesus today, you couldn't even count them. As far as the east is from the west, his love goes on forever and ever and ever. What type of God is it that would come, die on a cross, buried in the tomb, raised three days later, release the Holy Spirit so that me and you could live with power, right? And then as we do works, great exploits is what the scripture talks about, actually reward us for the works that we do. How good of a God is that? Because he cares about every single detail. You've heard Pastor say this, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is upon you for you, but he's also upon you for others. So as you leave today, the same Holy Spirit that's empowered your heart today, your spirit, your mind, your soul, someone else needs that outside of this building. Do you believe that? Because you're a carrier of revival. As soon as you stepped in this door... You were injected and inflamed because you came up under the umbrella of the anointing and the man and woman of God that rest here. And the anointing and the apostolic government that rest on this house. All you have to do is receive it by faith and step into it. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I feel good. It's 1132. Can you give me 20 minutes? Praise God. Pastor is gone today. So we honor him. He's traveling on the road. He just got back from a vacation of rest with his family. And so they returned home on Friday. And uh, he spent the day with the Lord yesterday. He stirred up and he went to the Osceola Church of God to be with our good friends, pastors Josh and Nadine Bowles. And so um, while we just bless him and all that he's doing, let's even pray for him right now. Can we do that? Father, we thank you. He's probably actually either just stood up or is already preaching the gospel right now. So, Father, we we just release the Holy Spirit from this house to just go and to flood his mind, flood his thoughts, flood his heart, spirit, mind, and soul. Father, I thank you for the spirit of breakthrough that will be at OCOG today. I thank you for somebody's life that's getting transformed by the power of the gospel. In Jesus' mighty name, a fresh anointing released upon him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Also, by way of announcement, on October the 28th, it will be Pastor Appreciation Day for him and Miss Catherine. So we want to invite you to come be a part of that. Firehouse is going to be dancing. Ignite's going to be dancing. And so we've got some new, we got a new dance Miss Abby's been working on. And so I'm excited about that. We're going to come and just go after it. Amen. I want to jump into this quickly. I'm going to just fly through all of this, and I'm not going to get to all of it, and we're going to get out of here. Amen. I just want to pray. And then we're going to jump in. Father, we thank you today for what you've done. But Holy Spirit, we're asking you for more. Come on right now. If you pray in the Spirit, just begin to pray in the Spirit. For the Spirit himself. Because we do not know how to pray as we ought. Romans 8. But the Spirit of God makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So Father, we thank you today that there's that it's not by might nor by power, but by your Spirit, God. Father, I thank you today today that you're going to use me as your instrument and play me to the tune of your choice. Father, if there's anything that I say that does not come from the throne, I pray, Father, that it would fall down and we would forget it. But Father, if it comes, Father, from the throne room, I ask you, God, by the Spirit, of the living God, that we would leave changed, that we would leave rejuvenated and revived, not the same way that we came in today, Lord. We're hungry for a fresh touch of you. Spirit of God, fall fresh, even more so, on your people today. In Jesus' mighty name, if you believe it, shout yes. I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, a new dimension is on the way. Tell them. Tell them a new dimension is on the way. I believe that the Lord is getting ready to no longer per, no longer release revelation. Although He's going to do that, I believe that the Lord is getting ready to release authority that's only that only comes from intimacy, from a place in the secret place. Matthew six six. I believe that it is when you go into your room, you shut the door. Right? God abides in the secret place. So from the place of intimacy produces authority and what I want to tell you today is that I believe that we are walking in the greatest days of history I have to have I was talking with a gentleman last night I have to have this sense of a hope that tells me this that the world is not going to hell in a handbasket. I have to have this sense of hope, although we see all the destruction and all the decrease and all of the division and the race issue and the abortion issue and everything else that's come into the church to steal the joy and to steal everything else. But it's God who comes to give life and life more abundantly. Amen? It's the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe that everything that we see on the news, that everything that we see on media, on social media, is creating the landing strip, per se, or the platform for God to arise and for his enemies to be scattered. Do you believe that today? Anytime that you see the work of the enemy at hand, 99.9% of the time, God is getting ready to break out in a city. God is getting ready to break out in a region, in a community, right? But it's only those that are rooted in the place of identity and intimacy that will produce the authority. And if you want to continue on with that, Dominion, Genesis 126, God put Adam Adam and Eve on the earth Right? To subdue it and have dominion over it. So, what's my point? My point is this Jesus did not die for you and I to walk around begging from some, for some touch from heaven as if we've not already received him already. Since Acts 2, In the upper room, there's been an overflow and a stream of Pentecost power that's been going on, and it's only those who step into it that will get to see the fulfillment of that. So, what am I telling you today? I'm telling you this. God is desiring. He is longing and groaning for a people. You say, you know, Jesus is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's omnipresent. He absolutely is that, friend. But Jesus is depending on, I believe, people like you and I and ministries like Cornerstone to step into the fullness of what he's wanting to do on the earth. And whether or not we step into it will be up to you and I. In the New Testament, Matt and I talk about this often. In the New Testament, Jesus was actually only referred to as the Son of God three times. Every other time you see him as the Son of Man, the Son of David. Pastor, what does that mean? It means this. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive on the inside of you. He never designed for him to rule and reign on heaven, right, and just sit up there and whatever. No, 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 no. The same God, Romans 8, I believe, and Galatians 2.20, that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is alive on the inside of you and I. We gotta have eyes to see that, amen? A new dimension, a new authority, a new umbrella of an anointing is upon this house today. We're not going back to the way that it was. And I'm thankful for that. But I wanna speak even this morning. The Lord was stirring in my heart this. I believe that our worship team Matt is about to release the Sounds of Heaven. Even right now if you're on the worship team, lift your hands. There's an anointing here. Father, I thank you that the Sounds of Heaven they're going to release new dimensions and a new authority and a new identity that's going to move in the cadence and the rhythm of heaven is being released right now by faith for Emmett, for Rick, for Jesse, for Pate, for Matt, for our vocals, for Gavin, for Bethany, for Tara, for Hannah, and for Miss Catherine, and for Allie, and for everyone, and for Grant. Father, I thank you for a new dimension in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The very purpose that we come to the house of God. I know I'm getting off on a tangent. The very reason that you and I come to the house of God is to worship. The very reason. So many times we come under this false thinking. Of, well, we come and we worship, but the worship is to prepare people for the word. Incorrect. The worship of God refuses to be secondary to anything. It is the primary purpose that you and I gather. Amen? In the place of worship, you and I receive courage. We receive strength. We receive reviving. We receive everything that we need because in His presence, there is freedom. In his presence there is liberty. And I came with a word today. And that word is this. There's no way that you and I should come in here and have to wait until the third, fourth, or even when pastor stands up. And for us to be at this place where we're struggling and we're having to push. But intimacy releases breakthrough. So if you and I will be rooted in the place of beloved identity, and if me and you will be rooted in the place of intimacy, what is intimacy? Intimacy is this, refusing to stare into, the, into life, into the, face, into the face of life, without first staring into the face of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Intimacy defined to me is refusing to stare into the face of life without first staring into the face of the Son of God. So if you're struggling today and you say, I can't seem to get there, I can't seem to overcome, I'm just struggling. It seems like every time I take seven steps, I take eight backwards. And it seems like every time I get halfway up the mountain, I keep having to come back down the mountain. Listen, friend, clothe yourself with the oil of heaven and you will not struggle any longer because when the works of the enemy come to attack us, those that are clothed with the oil can overcome everything that they need, can overcome everything that they need. In the garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, Jesus gave no instructions on how to do spiritual warfare. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, I believe it is. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's 2 Corinthians. The scripture says for us not to be foolish concerning the tools that the enemy will use. We know that the enemy seeks around seeking who he may devour. But listen, in Genesis 1, in the Garden of Eden, God never gave Adam and Eve instructions on how to fight the devil. They were naked and they were clothed in glory. So, what am I telling you today? They were just bathing in God's goodness. They were just resting in the anointing. There was no straining or striving or pushing. Now, even as Paul says in chapter 3, who is one of the greatest to ever walk the earth, said, I strive and I long that I might know Him. Come on, Paul, you know Him, right? But even Paul says, so are we called to push? Absolutely. But if you will clothe yourself in the anointing and the oil that only comes from the place of intimacy, you won't have the struggles that you normally have. I can't sit up here and tell you that you're not going to have bad days, that you're not going to struggle, that some days you're just going to feel like giving up. Go ahead and give up. Because as soon as you give up, the Holy Spirit comes in and breathes upon us. Any move of God that you and I have ever witnessed on the earth, Azusa Street Revival, the Toronto Blessing, Bethel Church, the Brownsville Revival, any move that you see, if you read about it and you study about it, you will see that it all started at the place of total dependency upon the Holy Ghost. That means that we have to do that corporately. That means that we have to do that individually. That means that we have to do that in our workplace, in our families, in our marriages, and in every other area of life. Dependency upon Him is everything. It's everything. And when we get to a place where we can no longer do it on our own, that actually creates the vortex for God to break through in our lives. Do you hear me this morning? Dependency upon the Holy Spirit. Dependency upon the Holy Spirit. It was the same spirit that was resting on David when everybody else looked at him and counted him out because he was clothed in intimacy and he was hanging out with his father in secret when nobody else was watching was the same spirit that allowed Samuel to pour the oil upon him. Why? Everybody else would have counted him out. He's too young. He's too short. He's too weak. Everything else. But because Because he was in the place of intimacy, God used him to destroy the works of the enemy. God can use a church on a back road in Sparks if you're willing to be rooted in the place when nobody is watching That's the only message that I have to preach to you for the rest of my life. I plan with all of my heart to call people into a place of intimacy and rest in the Spirit of God. And that way, when we come into the house of God, the atmosphere can shift. The atmosphere can change. The same God that's alive on Sunday and Wednesday is the same God that's alive Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We just have to tap into that. Amen? Full dependency upon the Holy Ghost. Full dependency upon the Holy Ghost. Only in that place can we move up the mountain. We need Him in every area of life, in every aspect, in every problem, in our relationships. Dependency upon Him produces everything. We take all of our problems. We take all of our struggles. We take everything. Everything that we need is in His presence. Amen? Come on, I'm going somewhere. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 10, we see a New Testament picture of what God did in Genesis chapter 8. I was going to read that, but for the sake of time, I've not. What we see is Noah, he builds the ark like God told him to with a window pointing out to heaven. A lot of people say that there's windows all over the ark. There wasn't. There was one hit, there was one window pointing up because God wanted to give Noah a heavenly perspective. Amen. Back in 2016, our pastor preached a message titled Releasing the Dove. And if I can, I want to just go a little further in that today. I can't add anything to that message. It was one of the most profound messages that, Pastor, I, I loved it all. But I just want to just tack on to that today if I can and simply show you some things out of the scripture in genesis chapter 8 the scripture says that noah released a dove from himself and that the dove was searching all around to see if the waters had receded from the earth right from the flood the scripture says that the dove comes back nothing the dove comes back nowhere to land I believe that this is a picture of the earth today where the Holy Spirit is seeking where He may rest. And only those that are ready and willing to let Him have full control over their lives will be the people of God that get to see a move of God. Genesis chapter 8. The dove goes, He comes back. The dove goes, He comes back. When the dove comes back the last time, He's carrying a branch... From an olive tree. In the Old Testament, we see that the olive tree represents the anointing. You say, what does that have to do with anything? Intimacy and the oil of God that comes from the secret place. Another thing that comes with that is the anointing. You cannot do this life on your own. You cannot function without the work of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We need him and everything that we preach about and everything that we teach about. Without the moisture of the Holy Spirit and the anointing, we have nothing. There's a parable in the Gospels that teaches this. A seed that lacks moisture will wither. In other words, without the anointing, we will decay. We will decrease. We will fly away as a leaf does in the wind. But if we are clothed and we bathe ourselves in the anointing and in the oil of heaven, we can overcome. And no matter what comes our way, although the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, because we're bathed in the oil of heaven, we can actually overcome anything that comes our way. Isaiah, no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. For this is the inheritance of the sons and daughters of God. We, This is us. This is what we have. That no weapon. Only those that belong, that are children, to the Son of God. The dove goes, he comes back. The dove goes, he comes back. The dove goes, he's carrying the anointing. In his mouth, per se, is what I like to say. Because he found a place where he could rest. And I want to ask Cornerstone this question today. Are you willing to take your hands off and allow the Holy Spirit to have full reign and full rule in your life today? We need him. The dove is a picture of the Holy Spirit, per se. In Luke, I'm done. In 10 minutes, I'm done. In Genesis chapter 8, we see Noah and we see the dove. The dove being representing of the Holy Spirit. In Luke's gospel, chapter number 8, we see Jesus commissioning his disciples to go out and to advance the kingdom. When he commissioned me, he said, go out, preaching the gospel. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils in my name. Right? That's what he said. He didn't say, pray that if it be my will. He didn't say, well, if someone's sick and you feel like praying for him, pray for him. No. Go out, raise the dead, cast out devils, heal the sick, right? When Jesus commissioned his disciples, he did not commission them with $10, some food, some warm clothes for the cold weather, and anything else. He commissioned them because they had received in John chapter 20 and then in Acts 2, right? They had been given the empowerment and the power of the Holy Spirit, which was everything that they needed. So what am I trying to tell you today? The Holy Ghost is everything that we need. I don't care what your bank account says. I don't care what the doctor's report says. I don't care if your oil needs changing, your gas is running out, and you just don't have any gas left in the tank. Give your life over to the Holy Ghost today and watch him change it around for your good. We need him. I need him in every area of life. The Holy Spirit is the same one that released his power to heal Rick Franklin of stage 4 cancer. The same God that put a baby in Miss Stephanie's womb is the same God that's alive and breathing on the earth today. The church needs a revelation of this. That, That Literally, the God of heaven and earth has taken up residence in our mortal bodies to quicken us. Right? Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 10, sorry. He commissions the disciples. As he commissions and commissions them, he sends them out. With the commission comes authority. With the encounter comes power. I'm going to say that again. With authority, with, commi- with the commissioning, you receive authority. With the encounter, you receive power. He commissions them and sends them out with authority to go out and to heal the sick. And he tells them, release peace. And if they don't receive the peace, dust off your feet and come back. Go into the house, release peace. And if they receive it, you release peace. What are you saying? I'm saying this. It's my job and it's your job to release the Holy Spirit every single day. It's our job as the sons and daughters of the Most High Anointed King to release the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is alive on the inside of us just as the Scripture teaches us in the Old Testament in Genesis chapter 8 with the dove and in Luke chapter 10. Go and release peace. What is peace? Peace is not this. Peace is a person stronger than spirit And stronger than it is spirit and it is life. That man would not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. If you and I will stand firm on the promises of God, being fully engulfed and baptized in the Holy Spirit and engulfed with the power that only comes from Him, not by by power, but only by His Spirit. If we will say yes to that, I promise you, you will begin to walk in your greatest breakthrough that you've ever seen. But it's fully surrender. Fully surrender to Him. You want to see a powerful man on the earth? I'll show you a man that's fully surrendered to God. You want to see a powerful woman of God that's being used by God? I will show you a person that's fully given his life to say, Holy Ghost, although it looks crazy, although it looks ridiculous, although it just seems as if I can't do it and I can't do it on my own, I trust You. I'll trust You, Lord, with all my heart. In all my days, I'll trust you, Lord. Though I may not understand the purpose of your plan, I will trust you. If you've got the Holy Ghost today, you have everything that you need. Some of you feel like you don't have Two pennies to scrub together. Some of you feel like in this place today. I've sensed it all day. You just can't get your breakthrough, man. And you came to this place seeking a fresh touch from God. And if it's for one person to hear this, hear this skinny boy tell you today, I was a messed up, screwed up, jacked up soul. And without the goodness of God arresting me, I would not be standing here holding this today. Four, mom, four to five years ago, you should have seen what I looked like. It's only by the goodness of God that I stand here today. It was a conversation that me and my dad had in, the, in our home when I was still in high school. I knew I was called by God. I knew that I had this bright future and this anointing and this calling to do all of these things. But I knew that I just wasn't quite there. I just... Ah, right. And I told Dad, and Dad looks at me and he says, "You can't do it on your own. You can't do it by yourself. Give up. Let go and let God." That's a piece of revelation for you today. If you're struggling and you're weighted down and you're downcast, give your worries, give your troubles, give your struggles and strife and despair to him. Take your hands off today and allow the Holy Spirit to do it. If you will do that, I promise you, your life will change. Amen? Bathe in the anointing. Bathe in intimacy. Go deep in the secret place of God. Worship in the secret place reminds us of things forgotten. It takes us back to that place where we first encountered God. This term has been rolling around in my spirit all year The fragrance of first love. The fragrance of first love. We have got to live at a place as as young children, as little children. It's impossible to please God without the childlike faith. If you can live at a place where you're so hungry and desperate for God as you were as a teenager, listen, it's only when man tries to put his hands on God's work that you just can't seem to break through. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to work through you so that you can release the peace that other people need. And actually, as you release that peace, God begins to stir you. God begins to give you power. He begins to engulf you. And when you stand on the promises of God that are always yes and amen. And I don't know what your Bible says, but my Bible says that God is not slack concerning his promises. How do I see the fulfillment? I am fully convinced without a shadow of a doubt that God's promises will be fulfilled by those and by corporate bodies, by those people that are willing to steward their promises correctly. How do you steward your promises correctly? Moses had to turn aside to see the burning bush. You have to turn aside and look in the face of Jesus every single day of your life if you want to see the promises of God fulfilled over your life. Well, I just can't seem to get it. I just can't seem to do it. I don't know why I get all these prophetic words, and I don't see the fulfillment. God is not up in heaven holding your promises back. Get broken before God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. God is not slack concerning your promise today. The God that gave you the promise would have never given you the promise, and He never would have given Cornerstone the promise if He did not fully intend to fulfill that promise. And even if you and I don't get to see it on the earth today, that's okay. Let's contend for it either way so Asher and Noah and all these little ones can see it happen. Amen? As pastor says all the time, if we're supposed to get it to the 50, let's get it to the 50. And if we're supposed to get it into the end zone, let's get it into the end zone. Amen? What's your point today? My point is this. Let's let go and let's let God. You know, in a bicycle, if we don't hold the wheels just right, we're going to fall off. But in the kingdom, in the Christian walk, as soon as we take our hands off, that's when the Holy Spirit begins to work. we got to be hungry for him. In Luke chapter 8, with the lady with the issue of blood, she had to push her way through the crowd. Some days it might not be easy for you. In Mark chapter 2, they raised the paralytic from the roof. Why? Because he was hungry for his miracle. He knew that if he could just get with Jesus, his life could forever change. If you get with Jesus, your life will change. My life changed. His life changed. Her life changed. Her life changed. We're not the same than what we used to be. We're different. A new creation. Baptized in fire. Baptized with water. Come on, man. Hear me today. Every day of your life, get baptized and forge yourself in the place of fire. If you're not doing your part in the secret place today, I'm not here to bash you over your head. I've got my hand up to say that I'm the first person that needs to get along with God more. There's things that are reserved for you in the secret place of intimacy individually that God will not release here corporately. Because he's waiting for you, and he's wooing you into his presence, saying, come, be with me. I just want to be with you. I just want to spend time with you. I want to hear your voice. Do you think that you can do this life on your own, or are you really dependent upon me? Depend on him today. Amen? Let's stand to our feet. I want to play this song, Carson. Carson, will you look up Running by Carrie Job? And by clause, please. In John chapter 11, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, Martha comes to Jesus. She comes running to Jesus. And she says, Jesus, if you would have just been here. Don't play it yet, guys. Jesus, if you would have just been here, you would have raised my brother from the dead. Jesus says, you know that I'm, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. You know that I can do it. Martha says, yes, I know. And she tries to have all the right language. She tries to know everything and have it all fixed and planned out. Later on in John chapter 11, we see Mary. Mary has the same response as Martha. Jesus, if you would have been here, then you would have raised my brother from the dead. What was it that got Jesus' attention? that made him raise Lazarus from the dead when Mary cried out to him and fell at his feet versus what Martha said. I believe it's because Mary was so desperate and broken before God that she actually moved the heart of God. Come on. Some of you are in here today and you said That doesn't make sense. God loves everybody. He does love everybody. But in Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, rever- Hebrews reverts back to an Old Testament psalm. And it says this, Those who love righteousness and hate wickedness, I will anoint above his fellows. What are you trying to say? You can get a hold of God today. You can so move the heart of God that he causes to raise things back from the dead in your life that have been dead for decades. You can move the heart of God today. Moses spoke to God as a friend. Daniel was a man who God loved. David was a man after God's own heart. You can be a man or a woman after God's own heart today. Set your life on the best track that can it can possibly ever be on today. Give up and let God take over your life. You're not too dirty. You're not too messy. You've not made too many mistakes. You're not too messed up. God is not intimidated by your failures. He is not intimidated by your mess-ups. If you will say yes to God today and take your hands off and allow God to move and allow God to work, I'm telling you, your life can change today. From the front to the back, I want us to lift our hands. Begin to play that song, please, and turn it up. The title of this message today was The Oil of Intimacy want to be rooted with him leviticus 6 chapter 6 verse 13 the fire on the altar shall ever be burning it shall never ever go out i want to ask you today cornerstone has your fire gone out Do you need a fresh touch of gas on your fire today? You say, I'm in this place, and I'm weary. I'm dry. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I need breakthrough. I need a touch. I need a drink. I need something from God. Come on, from the front to the back, I want us to close our eyes. I want us to lift our hands. I want him to sing this song, man. And I want you guys to come if you're hungry today. And then we're going to dismiss. There's nothing important than what we're about to do. Let's do business with God today. Amen. He's the one that my soul longs after. He's the one that satisfies us. Turn it up. Come on. Some of you are just walking. It's time to run. Some of you have been running for a long time. It's time to fly. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. They will mount up on wings of eagles. Father, we hear you wooing us today. We want to go deeper. We want to grow closer. Where we've never gone before God, a new dimension of authority, a new dimension of anointing, A new dimension of Holy Ghost and fire. Root us in the secret place today, God. I speak destiny over your people today, God. We're going to run with the horses. We're not going to decrease. We're going to increase. We're going up the mountain. You are the God of hope and the giver of life. You are the God of joy and the God of peace. Feel your people today, God. I impart peace to your people. I impart joy to your people today. I impart strength and courage to your people today. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive your touch. The kingdom of heaven is near. Just grab it today. God's instilling hunger in you today. If you find yourself dry and thirsty, God wants to baptize you with hunger today. If you used to be hungry and you say, Pastor Stan, I'm not hungry anymore. I want God to make me hungry. He's in giving you an appetite for Him today. Make us hungry, Lord. Like Zacchaeus, we choose to climb. You can fade that. You can fade that. Father, we thank you today, God. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've given us as a free gift. The third person of the Trinity. Father, we pray today that we would come to the revelation that you are alive in us. Father, we say today that we can do nothing separate from you. Father, we need your touch. We need your embrace. We need your anointing. We need the oil that only comes from you, God. Father, I thank you today that your people are leaving encouraged. We're leaving empowered. We're leaving full of hope, full of strength, and full of courage. I bless your people today, and I release the presence of the Holy Spirit upon your people today. In Jesus' name, put your hands together. Can we do that? Hallelujah. If you want to hang out in this altar, we're going to let this song play. You just want to allow the Lord to continue to go deep in you. You can do that. Nobody's rushing you out of here. If not, we'll see you back here Wednesday at 7. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message. For more exciting content, visit our website at sparkswillfly.cc and connect with us on social media.